Welcome to Black Prose, the podcast where black writers talk amongst themselves. I'm your host, Yolande Fowhidmi. Writing has always been a powerful tool for self-expression, and for black writers, it's a means to tell their stories and connect with others who share similar experiences. It's why having people to look up to as a writer, feeling seen and having our stories represented in various mediums is that much sweeter. Through our new bonus series, Perfect Prose, our guests share their favourite pieces of writing from black writers, highlighting the diversity and talent within the black writing community. This bonus series is not only a celebration of great writing, but also an opportunity for black writers to uplift and inspire each other. Black writers have faced unique challenges throughout history, from the lack of representation in publishing to systemic racism and oppression in newsrooms. However, they've also shown great resilience, creativity and strength in the face of adversity. By listening to black writers speak about their favourite works of art, we gain insight into the experiences and struggles of black writers, and we learn about the impact of representation and mentorship in this field. Perfect Prose will run alongside the main podcast and hopefully give you a fun and relaxed burst of inspiration while you wait for the next episode of Black Prose. First up for Perfect Prose, it's Nathan Bryan, a British actor, author and screenwriter. We had an amazing chat on the podcast about his new film Rye Lane, which he co-wrote with Tom Melia, dealing with failure and how he navigates the world as a dyslexic writer. If you've not heard it, go back and check it out immediately. It's now time to hear Nathan's selection in the first ever episode of Perfect Prose. So hello, once again. again. I'm with Nathan here and we are going to talk about his perfect piece of prose. Yeah. So Nathan, what prose have you brought with you today? I brought uh, a seminal classic with us today. Um, it's the song A Millie by Lil Wayne. It's, oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's one of those pieces of writing. Um, no, it's one of those tunes that um, when I was talking about audacity, when I was talking about uh, feeling confident, feeling like I can achieve, this is the song that I play before we went to the red carpet yesterday, before I go into big meetings with execs, I play the song to just go. All right, let's go. Even though me and Little Wayne's life are not similar <laughs> at all, and I've never seen a million pounds or anything near, it's one of my faves. But what about the song? Is it the lyrics? Yeah, it's I think attitude? it's his attitude to life. He's saying like, yo, I... I'm this millionaire. I am this sick Don. I have achieved everything everybody said I would never achieve. And you are gonna put some respect on my name. And <laughs> that I love because I feel like as an artist, you're so, so you forever like have your shoulder slumped forward and you're always being checked left, right, and center. And everyone's telling you to, you know, bow your head. You're an artist. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, sometimes that's useful. But also sometimes like, let me feel good. Let me feel like I'm achieving. And I feel Lil Wayne in the song, the way he's writing, and also his flow is just like, wow, 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 wow. The bars are like, wow, wow. Like, <laughs> one after the, the other. One after the other. Also, it's like brilliant writing. It's like there's a line will mean four or five different things. Like, you know, uh, I'm not like, actually, I am going to say this. I think that they should teach this song in schools. Whoa, I mean, okay. look, there's some, a lot of, there's, a, there's some misogyny in there that we're not proud of. There's some um, uh, probably talk about drug use that, look, no one's saying that these kids should be doing. But there's those sort of things in Shakespeare, do you know what I'm saying? So, and I felt like sometimes when we're in school learning about sort of like old British poetry, cool, like that should be something we should learn about. But I think we should also engage with art and lyricism that 
is contemporary and is important. Why aren't kids studying Stormzy in school? Really, like, or studying any of these great lyricists that we have in our country, like Wretch, or these people like when you if you were to analyze what they are saying on these tracks, it is it is mastery. What Jay Huss is doing, was it was his line about um arriving in a black Benz, going out in a white one, like whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I've just butchered his line. I'm sorry, Jay Huss. I know Huss. what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jay Huss. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but that sort of it's genius. It's 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 magic. And I think uh kids would um enjoy school more if they could analyze things that felt real for them and felt contemporary. But I'm not saying it, we shouldn't do one. I'm saying let's do both. But do you think that's why the arts isn't necessarily a priority in schools? Um, yeah, yeah. I think the reason, what's so weird with that is that arts is such a commercial sector. Like it's huge. Like it makes billions, trillions of pounds. We, everybody in every class of society enjoys art across the board. So for it not to be taught, for you not to be taught how to be a self-employed in school, I think it's weird. Cause I think it's so weird that school only breeds, maybe it's changed, I haven't been in school for a long time, but I think it's weird that school only breeds one type of person or tells you there's one route in society. That's weird, that's weird as hell. Like, you should be teaching me how to be self-employed if I wanted to be, you know. Um, and they should want to, uh, like I remember, I, you know, I took maybe A-level art. That could be a lie. Because I failed drama, A-level. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like, why am I failing? A like, what? Because the whole thing, my A-level drama, 80% of it was written. Like, what? Like, I'm here to perform and you're making me write. But you're not making me write scripts. You're making me analyze corny shit. Like... Well, so I'm not a reviewer. Like, it's not. I'm not <laughs> analytical. I'm not. That's not how my brain works. So I failed that. But luckily for me, I didn't care that I failed it, and nor did I think I'm not good enough because I failed it. I was like, well, this is corny anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do. Uh, I don't mean to look. I think teachers and schools, you know, do a great job, and they have a hard job with a government who want to cut funding left, right, and center. So I'm not dragging them. I just think kids should be studying more contemporary texts that they see themselves in. And I do believe Little Wayne should do a schools tour. <laughs> I'm joking, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> but is there a particular line in the song that really stands out to you that you think um, would be good in schools to study? Would <laughs> it be good in schools to study? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but um, lines that I love, but this is where you're going to, just get me reading out lyric lines like a like I'm some no I don't even know if I can read these out but just <laughs> no I can't are they inappropriate yeah violently yeah <laughs> these these are big these are these are yeah they're violently inappropriate so maybe I won't read them out but I think the whole song in general is a reflection of like how as an artist as a person you should project your audacity. You should be like, yo, I am a millionaire. I am this guy. I think one of the lines is, I'm a beast, I'm a Saturn, I'm a swear word, swear word, swear word. But it's like, yes, you are, because you need to feel like that for that day when you look in your bank account and there's 42p. You are still a beast. You are still a problem. You are still the greatest artist of all time with 42p, as you are the greatest <laughs> artist of all time with 72 million in your account. I'm obviously neither of those. <laughs> but my point is, is that you're, 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 you're always the greatest. So the song 
makes me feel like I'm the greatest. Sometimes I'm nervous to go into these meetings. I feel like I'm going to go in there and just talk and be dumb. Like, I've, you know, school, when I left school, I felt dumb. I felt dumb. I entered this creative world feeling dumb. Is that because of your dyslexia? Or was it with my reasons? dyslexia, I was in bottom sets for most of my subjects. But I was like, I'm fortunate that I tried hard but I still failed. <laughs> so, so it's like, well, like, I'm a nerd. I'm a dumb nerd. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're not. no but look, well, now I'm not. But I, like at school, I was like, I was a geek, but I was flopping. So it was, I wish I didn't. No, I should have tried as hard. But the reason, like, my, my self insecurity is about, you know, how smart I am or how I understand things. When I listen to stuff like that, it's like, Bruv, shut up. Like, I'm I'm the greatest. Like, it doesn't matter. I validate me. And then when I'm in that meeting, I'll show you that I believe in myself. Because you'll only believe in me when I believe in me. Thanks for listening to Black Pros and our new bonus series, Perfect Pros. We hope you enjoyed hearing from one of our best and most talented black writers of our time and learning about his favourite piece of writing. Remember, writing is a powerful tool for self-expression and connecting with others. If you're a writer, keep pushing yourself to tell your story and never give up on your dreams. And to all our listeners, thank you for your support and for being part of this community. We'll be back soon with more inspiring conversations, so stay tuned and keep writing. And as Nathan was too scared to read out the lyrics of his perfect prose, I'll leave you with the wise words from Little Wayne. Don't you compare me, because there ain't nobody near me. They don't see me, but they hear me. They don't feel me, but they fear me.